0: Welcome to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. Every week I talk to a person of note about one specific subject. This is a podcast from the line of Best Fit, the UK's premier website for new music discovery. You can follow us on Twitter at Talk The Line. You can follow me at Jen Long. And if you're a regular listener to this podcast, please do us a favour and subscribe. Chris Halenga has one of the most inspiring stories of our times. After being diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 23, she founded the charity Copperfield with her sister and with a mission to educate women about the dangers of late diagnosis. Or as they put it, knowing your boobs could save your life. Since 2010, the charity has held an annual fundraiser called Festifil, which has seen the support of names like Leanne Le Havis, Noah and the Well, and a DJ called Jen Long. You can find out more about this year's event and how to get tickets at copperfield.org or by going to our show notes website at talktheline.blog. Chris moved to Cornwall last year after many years of London life, and that's what we're talking about today. (laughs) Don't worry about it. So basically, we'll just we'll just have like a like really relaxed chat. The idea is that we just like talk about we kind of circle around one subject, and that subject. It's Cornwall, yeah. and living in Cornwall. But I think your story is so interesting, anyway, and like has already been covered quite a mm-hmm. lot. So I don't yeah. want to like dwell too much on like your illness. More about like what that has inspired you to do. I yeah, guess. yeah. Um, and and kind of how you also like run a charity from somewhere that's not London. I suppose yeah. is also quite interesting because I guess. I know, I guess you're kind of known...
1: I don't know, did you do stuff in Bath and Bristol? I feel like you're quite known around that area um, as well. Well, we kind of dominate the Bath Half Marathon once a year. Is that, that's what it yeah. is. I always see
0: Greg James running the Bath Half yeah. Marathon and dressed as a boob or yeah. something,
1: yeah. Yeah, um, So, yeah, it, on that one day, we are all over Bath, but <laughs> the rest of the time, not so much. Okay. Um, yeah, the organisers love us, so it's great. It's really good.
0: I guess people who have, like, heard of you before might have seen the BBC three documentary that you did yeah might know you kind of from that story but that was
1: when was it that come out That was three years ago now three years ago. and I feel so vintage that film now when I watch (laughs) it I'm like oh wow (laughs) it was cool um but I quite like that I quite like that so I saw this picture of me the other day um of during the year that I was um Diagnosed, And I just looking at my clothes going, oh, my God, I would so not wear that now. And it's quite nice that like, it's been that long that I can look back at pictures and go, like, what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, wow, I have had cancer for a long time for me to be able to think that. Um, so that was a weird but do great like feeling. like the smock that you're wearing right now. Is
0: that what you yeah. call it? I don't um, know. Wormsuit. i
1: jumpsuit, uh, play jump suit. suit. Play suit. Because I feel like I can go play in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very airy and comfy. It's a, a good outfit. Um, it was one of those that I saw someone else wearing and then I asked them where they got it. I did know this person. It was just a random person.
0: Kind <laughs> of The outfit's yeah. kind of like playful, but also you're going cycling.
1: Oh, see, I wouldn't the, think I could cycle in this, but maybe I could.
0: What is it at the top, the, the pink kind, it's uh, got like the neck of yeah. a, a, what do you call it, a yellow vest, yellow jersey. Um, yes, jerseys. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. 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 Good. Good. So it was three years ago. How has your uh, cancer progressed regressed? I don't really know what what the terminology um, is
1: They call it progression um but yeah over the eight years I've had it it's like it started off obviously just in my breast and then um, but when I was first diagnosed it had always had also got to my spine and then over the years it's just like gradually found more homes um, that it likes in my mm. body, including my pelvis, my hips um my upper spine my liver my brain just like really oh. comfy places i guess
0: because that was the whole thing with the documentary was it mm. wasn't about someone surviving cancer yeah. it wasn't about someone dying from cancer yeah. it was about someone yeah. living like and
1: getting on with it getting on with yeah. it which
0: is obviously something that you have yeah. very much done yeah yeah um and you you founded Copperfield mm. you guys you now run festival every year mm. which is a great celebration of music and art and yeah. checking your boobs yeah um but you've also you've moved to cornwall now and that's yeah. what we're going to chat about so yeah. why, what was i mean why cornwall
1: was it a place that you
0: went as a child did you grow um, up there no no
1: i grew up in germany um <laughs> but I, by the sea in germany so i guess there was that connection but no it's because my twin sister went to falmouth university um and she just stayed there and so I would visit a lot um, and I was living in London for six years decided that I just had enough and did the really grown up thing of moving out of London (laughs) at the grand old age of 30 Um, and I wouldn't recommend it for anyone else that is like hasn't got cancer uh, or ill um, (laughs) to like move and go and settle in Cornwall unless you like have a partner and have the kids and all that sorted already um, because it's quite hard to do all those things down there Really? Yeah.
0: So what? What's your current? When you move, what was your situation? Were you
1: dating someone? No. There, single. No, single. 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 Ready to mingle. Um, not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not that. But just I think because I, I feel like I've I've led so many lives already, um, and I'm only thirty one, um, and that I I was ready to leave London and I was ready to take a step back from the charity a little bit, mm-hmm. so. I was the CEO, but I'm no longer the CEO, and I'm now just a one day a week ambassador, um, which means I get to choose what I want to work on, and I get to do the fun things, um, and everyone else gets to do all the stuff that I didn't want to do, which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll go on that. BBC Breakfast. You can do the email admin. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. That's the way to run it. I mean, yeah. really, that yeah. means you are the kind. You're like kind of more powerful than the CEO ceo still has to do like (laughs) that return or something
1: yeah i mean it is amazing to have handed that over and the the girl that's running it now you know that is a very special and incredible title to have at her age as well and um she loves it and she's really flying with it now so it's it's great but it was obviously very daunting for her to take that over um and to step in my shoes (laughs) um she's doing great No, she's taking a good. She's to fill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's always quite good when the founder does take a step aside and yeah. kind of goes, All right, you get on with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard but a good decision, and the right decision to do.
0: And do you think like having that geographical distance really yeah. helped you kind yes. of achieve that? Definitely.
1: So if I'd stayed in London, yeah. uh I think I would have just driven myself mad. <laughs> um, not being in control of things, but I'm no, I moved to Cornwall, and you know I can just go and go and have a walk on the beach, or I don't know. It's just it's just very different. It's mm. just completely different living down there than it was in London. Are you in Falmouth? No, I'm in Newquay. Newquay. Sorry, just told me that before we started recording, and brain like a sieve, mm-hmm. gone already.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. um, I know Falmouth's got like a really good like college, right? Yes. Like an arts college, of yeah. photography, yeah. Music. Yeah, that's where
1: my twin sister went. So right. she did garden design, and she'd started a garden design company um, just after university with her friend, and then I poached her to start Copperfield, and, and now she's completely stepped away from the charity, and now. We actually run a um, cake and coffee van in Cornwall. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Yeah,
1: and it is everything that you're picturing right now. It's, like, idyllic.
0: Oh, definitely come to that. Yeah. How far is Newquay from Falmouth?
1: Everything, every distance in Cornwall is 40 minutes. <laughs> Everything's
0: 40 minutes. Because Newquay, I know, is, like, the,
1: like, surf... Yeah, it's like the surf, it the surf town, mecca. Right?
0: Surf yeah. mecca. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like I had, like, friends go there when I was at school and they'd all go there surfing but then they wouldn't realise how far a drive it actually was mm-hmm. and it's like it's really, it's really far away yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah worth it but yeah it is I, I mean I went there when I was 17 it was the first holiday that I went on with my friends um, and I think everyone I mean I thought everyone did that um, and I did go <laughs> mad and so when I see kids go a little bit crazy i overexcited now I think well I did that yeah. I got really drunk and had to have an ambulance call for me. Yeah, that was me once. <laughs> so I can't really complain about them because right. they have to get out of their system. Not that I really witnessed that because I don't really go out. So <laughs> yeah. but, um, it happens apparently. Because that that season's kind of over now, right? Yeah. They've all gone back to college and yeah. uni yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But Hendu's and Stagdu's are an all year round type thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So has it got like a kind of town centre?
0: Is it very yeah. like beachy? Very
1: it's really beachy everything is I mean we've got like three main beaches in Newquay. Um but there is a there is a town okay yep does it have like
0: Weberspoons, yep Yates's yep all ZZ
1: yep all of those all the classics Walkabout oh <laughs> um, yeah yep um, is there a university It or
0: is it, is it Falmouth the Falmouth's
1: the main one right yeah um, and it has got a really great reputation for like arty things yeah but um, I think what they struggle with is when these really creative students go to Falmouth, they can't keep them there. People don't tend to stay in Cornwall and see out their skills and artistic flairs down there. Um, until, of course, Europe gave us lots of funding and money to, like, spend on cool stuff. And then Cornwall decided to vote out, and now this funding's going to stop, and everyone's oh, gone, oh, we're not going to no. get that money anymore. So, yeah, that's... That's kind of where they're at at the moment.
0: What's the what's the like sucker city near near Cornwall? Then what's the city that hoovers up all the creators? Is it a London or is it like a yeah, Bristol? Bristol, London? Right, yeah, yeah but mainly London.
1: That's yeah. Far. How how long mm. does it take you to get to London from Corn- from from Newquay? Um, well, it depends which side of London you go to. Yeah. Okay, let's um, say to Paddington. <laughs> well, so on the train, just under five hours. In the car, it could take anywhere between five and six hours.
0: Okay, it's not yeah. too bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all right. I think the train's great because you can get loads done and the, the train journey is really pretty because a part of it goes right next to the sea. So that's nice. Mm. If you've got time to like just sit and wonder and marvel at the world, it's great. But if you just want to get somewhere real quick, then obviously yeah. it's not so much. Um,
0: what's, where, what's your, how long have you been there, did you say? I've been there over a year. Over a year. Yeah. And what, where do you live? What's your sort of set up there?
1: Um, I live in a little cottage semi-detached cottage um, with my cat Wilhelm what's your cat called? Wilhelm Wilhelm I love it yeah he's a London cat so I mean he's got all the attitude did he go outdoors when
0: you lived in London? yeah okay yeah so he's like used to yeah he is
1: but he's used to tiny little gardens and bins in London and noise (laughs) Um, whereas where I am now it's not really not quite the same he's kind of having to battle a lot of um, seagulls. I have so many seagulls flying around my house. Do they attack the cat? Um, no, but they kind of fight over like, things in the garden or... Mm. It's, yeah, it's awkward. There's, I mean, I think or seagulls are actually just as territorial as cats are. Seagulls are dicks. Yeah. yeah, Massive dicks. Do you like that noise? Do you, do you like um, the seagulls? I'm used to it.
0: I kind of just like zone it out, but... Because um... we, uh, we had someone come on here a few podcasts ago talking about birds and we were talking about that seagull noise uh, yeah. some it, people love it some people yeah. hate it
1: yeah well I hate it because I know when it's really bad they're just like trying to get at my bins oh. um, so I think the appeal has very much gone for me <laughs> <laughs> when I first moved I was like yay I've arrived at the seaside <laughs> uh, but now I just know that like when I go outside my black bins are just going to be like everything all the contents of my bin is going to be strewn across the street oh great I'm painting a really great picture of Cornwall right now. Does it's Wilhelm worried. bring you treats? Um, he went through a phase of doing that. Mm. Little presents. Yeah. Yeah. He did come through my bedroom window once with a mouse in his mouth, um, <laughs> which was still alive and chased it around my bedroom. <laughs> Thanks, me. Because yeah. I have a cat and she never
0: brings me any presents. And Aww. I can't tell whether it's like that London thing where everything's just way too big for her to catch. You know, like mm-hmm. if she was like, in Cornwall, she might be able to get a little dormouse yeah. or something, but here it's just rats that are probably the size of her, yeah. or whether she's just really shit at hunting.
1: Um, well, actually, like yeah, when Wilhelm was in London, he didn't catch anything either. So yeah, it maybe be. they're just more savvy in London.
0: You know, yeah. like savvy Londoners—they're just like so hard. Yeah, a cat tries to get the mouse, and the mouse is just like, "Fuck off, mate." Yeah, yeah, Every, everything's well out around here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, what, cool, was, what, was what was soft. the, like, was there something about London that really got to you and made you want to leave? Was it um, prices or was it just, like, the pace or was it having to, like, spend an hour on the Tube to get anywhere? Um, hmm,
1: I don't know. It, it, is, it is busy and I, I, do, I do like the calm of the countryside. I do love that. And I was living on my own um, in Hackney and it was getting really ridiculously expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, the money thing is obviously an issue for everyone, but mm. I wasn't loving it enough to justify the prices I was paying. Yeah. And I just had enough. You know, we just, like, reached the point of, like, I've had enough. And um, it just felt like the right thing to do to move away. So,
0: What's your, like, daily routine now, then, compared to when you were in London, mm. which, I mean, we can all imagine...
1: Okay, so I get up and I go for a surf and... Uh, no, Do you I surf? Don't. No, I don't. But that's oh, what ever, have you ever surfed? Like once. Did you? Never again. It's a nightmare,
0: isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. so not chill. No. It's not like it's far really out. It's fucking
1: horrible. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: I had a headache for like three hours after. I'd been yeah. smacked by so many waves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm a little bit scared of waves, actually. Yeah. Um, so I... Yeah, I didn't enjoy it at they all. It must be really big in Cornwall. Yes, yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. Especially on the north coast where I live, it can get like insane. Um, so yeah, it's not that fun. Um, but I go paddleboarding. I'm a paddleboarder. Oh, so. like a boogie board? No, no. like a stand-up paddleboard. Oh right, okay. So I go past the waves, like the nice calm bit. So you actually
0: stand up on it, yeah. and you have like a like a paddle, a paddle mm. obviously.
1: Yeah, choosing the name. Yeah. Mm. Where do you um, go
0: paddle boarding?
1: Um, I tend to go on the south coast because it's calmer, but sometimes we have calm days or on, like little estuaries and stuff. It's nice.
0: It's oh, nice. Just nice. To do that like,
1: at the end of the day when the sun's setting.
0: I used to do a bit of boogie boarding in Wales. The coast. Uh, <laughs> great. I mean, really you just lie to. on something and let yeah. the let the tide bring you in. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's the best thing about like, actually, that's the best thing about surfing is just like when you're just like riding the wave at the end or whatever. But just lie down and do it. Yeah. Like, lie down. What's the point in standing when you can just lie down? <laughs> <laughs> also, I enjoy kayak. Oh,
0: yeah. I did that in Wales as well. Um, my uh, my best friend, she recently went to a wedding in Calgary. And uh, she and her dad and her boyfriend went on a kayaking trip because she and I had done it in Wales. So she was like, I love kayaking. Let's go. But this one was a three-hour kayaking trip, right, out in the... Uh, the sea in Calgary, and they were like paddling along. There's like families there, like kids, and the instructors like, "Look over there! I think I can see a seal." And they all like start paddling towards the seal, and he was like, "Get away! Get away!" Just this dead
1: seal floating, oh,
0: no. <laughs> and all these kids are like, "Mommy!"
1: He's traumatized all these kids. <laughs> oh no! no. no. Oh, rank. I, I know it was just that. It's like, <laughs> as well. I bet it was. <laughs> <laughs> just like something out of like a like national lampoon. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, that reminds me, I saw dolphins the other day. <gasps> Actual, oh. real-life dolphins. And I was like, yes, this is why I moved down here, this is great. Uh. The sun was setting, it was just like the best. The best, and I was in the water with them. Oh, you were in the water mm-hmm. with the dolphins? Just went for a swim. <gasps> yeah. 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 So you get up in the
0: morning, you go swimming with dolphins. Yeah.
1: You like have a coffee at the local coffee shop no uh, no I yeah I don't really like actually getting out of bed in the morning I quite like a lion (laughs) but my cat does make me get up because he just prods my face until I do Um, yeah and then either I'm doing copperfield work down there or I'm baking for my van
0: okay so tell me about the tea van what's it called how did you come up with the idea
1: um, well the actual van is called Beyonce (laughs) because um, we're like, well, she's really sassy, look at her. I mean, she's like this old um, Citroen H found from the 70s, but she's really sassy and has broken down three times. Um, but we're like, she's got twins in her, so she's called Beyonce. Um, <laughs> and, but our business is called Kern, which is short for Kerno, which is the Cornish word for Cornwall. Right. And also it's a German word, meaning like the kernel, the nucleus of something. Mm-hmm. And we are like, well, we have become the nucleus of Cornwall. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I bet the locals love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lived
0: here for one one year. Now we're the centre of it. (laughs)
1: Um, So, yeah, we wanted the sort of German twist on it because we're doing, like, German-style cakes that our grandma used to bake for us when we were kids. Um, So, yeah, we're not bakers, but we're just, like, we dabble with baking and we happen to be okay at it. So we just thought... Let's sell it and see if people actually buy it, and they did. So, so is it
0: do you take it around like food markets and events and yeah, stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. We've done a couple of those, but um, we actually have two spots that we can go to. One on the Camel Trail, which is a cycling trail between Padstow and <laughs> Bodmin, just a little bit north of Bodmin, um, and uh, another spot at Watergate Bay, which is by the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, two very different spots, but both epic and beautiful. Um, so on really sunny days, we'll go to the beach and then when it's not so sunny, people choose cycling. So we go to the cycling trail. So um, you're like tactical in your choice yeah, of position. Yeah. Oh, it's so weather dependent. That's, that's the downside of running this. But when it's nice, it's like glorious, right. absolutely glorious. Um, and even like sometimes when we have like, literally got no business and no one's buying coffee or cake, you kind of sit there going, yeah, but do you know what? It's lovely weather. And I'm staring at the ocean. I mean, I'm making no money, but who cares? Like, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then some days like the cake is just flying off the shelf and you're mm. like, This is such a nice way to make money.
0: What sort of cakes do you make then? What are the So
1: we they're bunt cakes, which is like you typically see the big ones but we're just like mini mini bunt cakes and we just experiment with loads of different flavours. Sorry, what's a bunt cake? So It's like an upside-down muffin, essentially, but it's the thing with the the hole in the middle.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, It's like a fat
1: muffin donut thing. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, we just made loads of different flavours, like chocolate ones. Pumpkin spice latte is our um, best and most popular flavour.
0: Sounds good.
1: Yeah, it is. And And (laughs) quite seasonal, coming up to... October. Yeah, I was gonna tunnel. wait until October to start making them and selling them because it's like we're really seasonal and we use seasonal fruits and vegetables. But I got really excited because I just ordered a load of pumpkin puree online from America, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna start making them now." And actually, they've gone down so well. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, we make seasonal stuff.
0: Are they like turf wars? You know, were they like were there
1: vans there before? Oh, <laughs> no, not Who's from vans. Whose toes you on? No. I mean I cannot talk about this cuz no. Um, but no just you know competition he- competition's healthy right so but there's enough business for everyone so it's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine now. But no not no there wasn't there won't turf wars from other vans. like if, the the van like the food truck mm-hmm. world is very friendly and everyone's really supportive especially in Cornwall because we just don't have that enough of it down there. So it's really nice when something new like that starts. Everyone's just like, yes, this is exactly what we need down here because everyone just goes to Bristol or London.
0: Yeah, and I suppose a lot of people think of Cornwall as like a holiday destination. Yeah. And I guess, you know, places where people's families might have second homes or they might go for a wedding or a weekend away or like rent a cottage kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So I guess in that sense, catering to the tourist market works. But it must be once all that's gone and it's it's like September time, you sort of... You need people to, you know, you need reasons to still
1: be there yeah. and you need things yeah, to do. People totally. who live there still need things to yeah. do. Yeah, I mean, it can be really bloody bleak in <laughs> winter, not going to lie. But I got like it. I got like a really blustery, cold beach um, dog walk in the winter when there's no one around. Do you have a dog you can borrow? Um, yeah, my sisters. Oh, <laughs> yes. that's so perfect. Yeah. What sort of dog? A uh, Cocker Spaniel.
0: Oh my God, I love a Cocker Spaniel. Oh, he's the best. It's oh, called his name? Rambo.
1: Shout out to Rambo. Yeah. And you Wilhelm.
0: Know. So if people are listening and they're like, oh my God, I would love to go on a little autumnal trip to Cornwall, or even in the summer, like, what are the, what are the like, hot spots? What does Cornwall have to offer the awful tourist who isn't staying there and
1: might live in Bristol or London? Um, <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I would say Newquay because it's great and I live there but um, I reckon Falmouth is definitely worth the trip because it, just has, it has nice beaches but also nice cafes and stuff so great all-rounder um, but the Eden Project have you heard <gasps> the of the Eden, Eden Project? Project?
0: yes my brother-in-law got married there what? yeah that's cool I'm pretty sure I don't think I made that up I think yeah I think he got married there okay Were that's you not what invited? my mind said no, no, I don't really know him that well. Okay. She, she said that he was a hippie. Um, no. I only met him once at my brother's wedding. But okay. mum said, Rob's a hippie. He got married at the Eden Project. Oh. But he was just seemed like a normal bloke, to be completely honest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, it, yeah, I can imagine it's a pretty cool place to get married. I don't know if you get to like, go in the biome, maybe, I don't know. But it, it's, it's wicked. You learn a lot about plants and...
0: So they have like Stuff. those big like well the biodomes. yeah yeah like three of them
1: yeah two, or is that just on the two climate ones so um one's like the rainforest the other one's the mediterranean and, and there's so's... so many plants
0: wow. it's amazing kind of like kew gardens but bigger yeah that's awesome and
1: it's like dug into this like clay pit and apparently you can see it from space no yes real life fact that's good um that's a good fact <laughs> Um, I also have more, but <laughs> keep up on <my> the <laughs> um, uh, For one of our Field events, we did this, like bike ride, bike ride down there, and one of the days started off by cycling through the rainforest biome. So they it, so it's we, really they opened big. it up to us before like any of the tourists got there, and you could cycle around. It was cool. That's really, really cool. Because cool.
0: um, they have bands play
1: there as well, don't they? Yeah, the Eden, the Eden Sessions. The Eden really good. Sessions. have you been yeah. twenty. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, we don't get that much music, down there. <laughs> uh, everyone don't goes to Eaton Sessions. Um, yeah, I've seen Elton John. Um, who was it last year? Oh, that's really bad. Lionel Richie. I saw Lionel Richie there last year. Oh, my God. Um, who else? These are big bookings. Yeah, Gold app, a few I years thought you ago. were going to say, like, everything, everything.
0: No offence to everything, everything, obviously.
1: <laughs> they have played there. They, they played, played play. there. <laughs> yeah. They played Poles. with the this year. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we get yeah. But otherwise, you just see Reef down there, which is also great. Reef. Yeah, the because
0: that's because F- that's Fern's husband plays in Reef yes. now, doesn't he? Jesse. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, and so Newton Faulkner is also really popular down there. What is uh, Newton Faulkner?
0: Newt. <laughs> oh, okay. So they don't really Reef don't really have any connection to Cornwall.
1: No, they they are based in Somerset. So oh, not okay. far. Yeah. Was
0: well, that, that where they were from then? Yeah. I don't Remember, all I remember is the, you know the hit. Oh. Put yeah. your hands on, put your hands on. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, Fern's sort of like a. Is she like an ambassador for
1: Cornwall? Yeah. Of... Her official title is Patron. Patron. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm still not even really sure what that means, other than, you're great, you need the title. <laughs> and so I gave it that title. <laughs> I thought maybe there was like
0: some, like some link up there as to why Reef played so often in Cornwall. Like it was just oh, yeah. Fern ringing you up saying,
1: Jessie, and <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, no worries. Then, you the T-bands t- here, yeah. No, they're they're so um, loved down there. Actually, surfers, yeah, of course, and they're named after like the sea. Yes, like a coral reef. Yeah. Yeah. Took me a second there. Yes, <laughs> yes, reef. reef, coral reef. Um, so yeah, we get we do get some stuff down there, but it's this same sort of stuff. But. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome when the Eden sessions are on because we do get acts that kind of they just helicopter in like plonk in the Eden Project and then helicopter out.
0: I bet Elton does have a, he does have a helicopter, yes. doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, I guess it is. Cornwall's probably more known, less, less for the music and more for sports and outdoor activities. Mm. And, and,
1: have you and, ever been co-steering? No, what is that? Well, I'm not a fan. So I'm not going to recommend you do it. But, and I don't really get it. And I've yet to find someone who can like, explain to me what the appeal is. But you see lots of people with yellow helmets on. They always seem to wear yellow, uh, wear yellow helmets. And they jump off um, a ledge or a cliff or something into the water. And then they clamber up the cliff, clamber along, and then jump back in the water again. And then um, my beef with it is that they could just swim. They could jump in, they could swim, they could climb up and then jump off. If they really, if that's what it is about, like just jumping I off I don't stuff, understand. It's called co-steering. Wait, do you jump off a rock and then you just climb back up it and jump Yeah, but off they it don't, it? they just climb along it. When you oh. could just like swim. <laughs> <laughs> so like if, if, it's the, if it's the climbing appeal that you have, if it's, if it's because you want to go climbing, then go climbing. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I don't get it, but a lot of people are into it down there. Well, we will
0: try and find someone who's into co-steering. Okay, we can do a podcast on it and then I can explain back.
1: Okay, cool. Like make sure that I listen to that yeah. and I, maybe I'll get it. But uh, um, I did it once and I I just got cold. <laughs> I just got cold. Um, and I'm be- I guess maybe because I'm not very strong, I just, I didn't get very far and I just kept falling in the water. So.
0: Did you just swim in the end?
1: Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so we sort of talked briefly about music, but you had a festival called yes. Festiveal yes. at House of Bands, yes. October 14th. Yes. Yes. How do you run and book a festival when you live in Cornwall, especially one that's like quite like London?
1: Um, do you know what? You can pretty much do anything via email these days. All I yeah. need is a laptop. Yeah. All I need is a laptop. Um, and I, I guess it helps that we've been running it there for three years now, and we've been running the festival for eight years now, so... Um, you kind of get to know the same people, and we have so lucky with the production team, and the venue's great, and and Fern curates the lineup. So, um, me and a couple of girls who run it, we just come up with a list of like the epic wish list that we come up with at the beginning, and we're like, let's try and get these guys, and then Fern goes, okay, and then she tries to get us people, and then. Some people say yes, and some people keep us hanging for a bit, and then some people say no, and, <laughs> and then eventually we come up with a lineup, and it's always pretty epic, yeah. eclectic, but epic, and um, it is it is of such a buzz. I guess it must, you know. I'm a, i am guess the reason I still do it is because I love it, and it stresses me out, and it makes me pull my hair out, but on the day it is such a buzz. Mm. Um, but I guess it's the same with anyone that organises their own thing and sees it happen in real life, like it is it is mad, but great. And then, you know, the whole point of it is because we're trying to raise lots of money for Cobbfield. Um, and also it kind of like rounds off our summer boob tour. Yeah. Which um, this year, so we we take this big boob van called the Boobmobile to loads of different festivals in the summer, and then the last and final stop is Festiville um, in London. And then, um, yeah, and then the Boobmobile goes to bed for another year. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Would you ever think of trying to do something like that, but in Cornwall? Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no there's no really. so many like like students and tourists and stuff around in the summer. Yeah. Would you never try and like put on a an event in your your hometown?
1: I could, and well, I could I would probably get a reef there It would probably <laughs> be
0: really well.
1: Um, but no, because I guess. Festival has its home when it's in London now mm. um, and Corn- Cornwall for me has always been an escape and, and I've never really ever taken Copperfield to Cornwall with me other than when I'm organizing stuff for Copperfield from there now, but it's not something where I would organize stuff right. um, and I quite like that and now I'm trying to focus more on Kern and um, sort of like working out where we go next with the cake and coffee business and yeah, I'm am trying to get some life balance. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to get right. a bit of life back.
0: So you kind of want to keep Cornwall for like that other side yeah, of you. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it's healthier, you know. It's, yeah. it helps. My sister and I like actually have a sister relationship mm-hmm. because before it was all work, 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 and it helps that she completely stepped away from the charity, and i I'm just part time now, and um, yeah, we get to like hang out. <laughs> you know, sausage. So yeah.
0: So do you you kind of like trying to uh, integrate innate. It, is it integrate? Yeah. Sort of integrate yourself into life in Cornwall and into the kind of society and scene and 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 kind of like. What's the word? Ingratiate? Ingratiate yourself
1: with the locals. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being like
0: her from London.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did feel like a bit of an outsider. I, at first but then lots of people move from London to Cornwall yeah Um, but you know the word community has started to be used like the other day my sister and I took the van to a uh, farmers market I was like this is so great and it was just local businesses selling their stuff and there was local fruit and veg and it was just like local people and I was like this is this is why I want this I could never have that sense of community in in London, yeah. Um, I didn't know my neighbours and all that kind of stuff. And I think now the word community is so important, especially right. what's going on in the world. I just think it's 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 so important to have that um around you. When when I first moved to Cornwall, I was like, I'm never going to establish that kind of friendship or like a, a sort of community feel. But now that I've been there a year, and Kern definitely helps you like make connections mm. and meet like-minded people. Um, and actually, there's some really creative people there. So. Unless you're a teacher in Cornwall, you have to think of something else to do. Because um, there aren't that many jobs down there for young people. And so you kind of have to think outside the box. So I know people that have started their own farms and started cafes and restaurants. And actually, there's, I'm surrounded by, like, really hard-working, creative people. And I'm like, again, I didn't think that would happen. And I didn't think that I could have cancer treatment in Cornwall that was actually, like, any good. Right. So, like, I've learned so much from being down there. And I took it all from that. I just didn't think it could happen. But... It's nice that it is.
0: No. Why, why is, did you not think there would be specialists there? No, or?
1: I just thought everyone goes to London or goes to the cities. Right, yeah. But then as soon as I met the oncologist that I have now, he was like, yeah, but I was like you. I was a professional in London and got sick of it, so I moved to Cornwall. Because right. um, so, so in my head sense. it's
0: just like, it's when you say loads of people move from London to Cornwall, in my head it's like older people who yeah. are like retiring. Yeah. But it's just young, yeah. other young people yeah. who are just like, screw high rents and paying £3.50 for a coffee, like, I'm out.
1: Yeah. I mean, typically people that have maybe just got married or, you know, want to start a family down there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, my oncologist was also sick of London, so he moved down there. But he comes up here and learns everything he needs to do and then brings it back to Cornwall. And actually, I'm now in a hospital where I, I feel like the people actually have time for me, which is not what I got in London. Right, yeah.
0: And it feels quite entrepreneurial the way that you're talking mm. about it. Like, well, these people kind of leave and get down there and they are like, there's nothing, so we need to yeah. set it up ourselves, so we need to do it yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And then to, how does that kind of net, that new wave, integrate with the like older people, who, all the old boys have, of Newquay who've been there, you know, <laughs> yeah. for yeah, like
1: 50 slowly years? Slowly but surely. I mean, there were some <laughs> proper old deers that came to the farm farmer's market the other day and, like, oh, what is this? And, Obviously, the whole food truck world for them is just like, what is this? <laughs> but actually, you know, they got used to it. It was fine in the yeah. end. And it's, it's good. And as soon as they realise that we're, we're there to stay, young people are there to stay and establish some cool stuff down there, the better. So <laughs> it's fine.
0: I uh, discovered the other day that my neighbours opposite uh, run this cafe down the road, the sort of, like, greasy spoon. I've, I was going past it on the bus and I saw them bringing the sign in. I was like, oh, how's that? old couple that live on our road so my girlfriend and I we went in on Saturday to get a fry up and she just like talked non-stop at us and it was amazing they've been there over 50 years right oh god it was yeah we she was telling us all about the road like all about the street um they've been there like 50 years and this like uh running this cafe refused to employ anyone because they said when they do employ people they just steal and want to take breaks all the time um, so it's just the two of them they must have been over 70 running this this cafe she told us that. all about her kids one of them lives in Cornwall she's a welfare officer or something like that I think yeah, well. um, so we had this long we must have been there like an hour she just told us everything <laughs> and then we went out and we ran some errands and we got back home about five-ish and we're walking down the street and they parked the car and they're going into the house and I felt like so like neighbourly yeah. and I was like Evening! Didn't recognise me.
1: <laughs> she felt feel like, like you were having so such confused. a breakthrough. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> such a shame. Loved
0: it though. But fry up,
1: £3.60. See, that is a reasonable price. That's, That's what with it should be. coffee and toast. Oh, whoa. How can they afford like to like, have their rent instead? I guess they own it. They own enough, it, yeah. yeah. They have like no overheads. That's amazing.
0: They don't pay any staff. Just, they get up every morning at half five. And they go in and, like, open at, like, 6am. They work every day of the week. Monday, they open Monday through to Saturday, and then Sunday, they go to the cash and carry. Where, where is this place? It's, uh, it's on Leebridge Road in Leighton. It's called Paga Cafe, or Padja Cafe, P-A-G-A. I don't uh, know how you say it. I think it's, like, half their surname.
1: I hope it never I hope it never goes. I hope no-one ever comes and goes, oh, I want to open a much more hip place, or, you know, gets gentrified or whatever those places need to They're bring need, one in this,
0: there yes I can't believe i just found it as well
1: yeah oh I bet the cup of teas are just the way cup of tea should be well, we
0: all Sophie did my girlfriend did order a cup of tea but it was a coffee when it came okay, <laughs> we right. just didn't we just didn't mention it oh uh, <laughs> but I love finding places like that where you're like yeah. oh this is like these still exists? that's amazing still exists yeah it's like finding a little bit of London before we all yeah. came in and ruined it yeah
1: well that's nice to know <laughs>
0: I suppose that's the thing with with when you move to an area like, I guess you see it a lot in Margate now, mm. where like a lot of, I don't know if a lot of your friends, but a lot of my friends have started moving to Margate. And it's like, it's great when you go to like the CAF in Margate and you're like, oh, this is brilliant. But then you're like, but are we like now ruining it by coming here? Like what do the locals think of all these like yeah. young record label employees and musicians and yeah. artists all moving to the area and like, I don't know, driving up the rents. But then, I don't know, there's just so many questions yeah. about when, it, when an area sort of starts to to go like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, because like, you want it to be nice as well because you want to be able to go to a nice cafe and eat like stuff that you want to eat. But at the same time you're like, well, there, there needs to be some change. Everywhere's always going to change, but yeah, of course, not to the detriment of the locals having to leave. Yeah, like, that's, or that's just not being crossed cool. out. Yeah, yeah, that's when it's really bad. But no, there's like, well, food trucks happening in Cornwall, and that's like great. Um, <laughs> well, that's good because you're not taking anyone's no. real estate. Yeah, exactly. But even like we have this um, new sushi place in Newquay now, which is. Very exciting because that's one of the things I miss about London is sushi, um, and like some people like, oh, it's not right for us, you know, it's going to change the whole place. And I thought, well, it's not all not change not all change is bad, mm. and it offers things up to new, like new people coming here, more money coming here, and and um, another example is like boardmasters happening. Have you been to boardmasters? I
0: haven't been to boardmasters, but I I'm familiar with it.
1: Yeah so there's always a big hoo-ha about the amount of people that come to Newquay and kind of you know litter and whatever you know obviously festivals are never all great when they come and hit a town but the amount of money that it brings to Cornwall is insane and even though like it is knackering at the end everyone's just like I'm so glad that actually just happened like Newquay really needed that but Um, do people not Camp on site
0: for boardmasters because it's like a so do they but then the litter and stuff is that just the the campsite area so surely they clean it up the festival
1: Um, yeah they do (laughs) but like people they also stray into town right people go into town, because I mean it started off as a surfing um, yeah because it's like music and
0: extreme sports yeah
1: brilliant Um, it was started off just as a surfing festival. Um, but now it's more about the music. So people do venture into Newquay still to watch some of the surfing in town, but, and then, yeah, they take a lot of litter with them. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, but, it, but it does plough so much money into the town. It's insane. But yeah, 50,000 people go to it.
0: 50,000 yeah. people? Yep. Oh, wow, that's that is quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but still, if you were, I mean, did you set up Kern near? <sighs> yep. So a lot of bump cakes yep
1: yep we were on the main track down to the beach oh nice mm-hmm. and was everyone lovely though were they all polite they all yeah they were just a bit dazed because they would come like the the morning after like a heavy night so everyone's like not really with it and just wanted oh, coffee so you were like the hangover cure yep brilliant mm-hmm. you were like the coffee and sugar yeah and we had Rambo there just like and everyone was just like so mesmerised by this dog, like they'd never seen a dog before. <laughs> like, oh, well, you, what were you on last night? <laughs> <laughs> Don't
0: want to know. No.
1: Um, That's what, I
0: guess I, you might not be able to tell me much about this, but like, what's the wildlife like in Cornwall? Do you get to see like birds and animals and stuff that you would never see if you lived in the city?
1: Yeah, we have lots of parakeets. Parakeets. Yeah. Are they the green ones? Yeah. We got them in London. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, some t- But sometimes people keep them as pets and then you see sign like signposts saying I've lost my parakeet. Aww, yeah, right? Yeah. Weird. Um, dolphins <laughs> and parakeets. Yeah, dolphins and parakeets. Um, Are there like peregrine, peregrine, peregrine falcons and stuff like that? Probably. I've not seen one. but Probably. <laughs> <laughs> lots of seals. Lots Seal. of Aww. big, fat, flubbery seals. Alive ones. Yes, actual Great. real-life Great. living ones. Um... What else do we see those are birds um, I was on a f- when we were on the trail the other day um, with Kern um, on a cycling trail I'm I called someone up to like chat about something to do with festival and they were like where are you because I can hear a lot of birds and I took completely taken it for granted that I was just like there was so much bird song around me mm. and um, and someone who was in London was like wow it's really noisy I was like do you know what actually it really is and it's amazing I was surrounded by just green and birds. I was like, "Wow, yeah." They were like birds.
0: nice birds. It wasn't like seagulls. No, actually, nice good.
1: tweety birds. Um, so a yeah, lot. What's your growing? favourite thing about life in Cornwall? Being able to stroll down to the beach whenever I want to. That is, and like I get so much like healing vibes from being by the sea. So. um just that and I, w- I don't think I'll ever take that for granted just like even when I see the sea again when I get back down to Cornwall mm. for the first time I'm like Ugh, yes great just having it there is great it's not like I go every day I just thought when I move to Cornwall I'm gonna go to beach every day but <laughs> yeah. that hasn't happened how far from the beach are you? Um, about a 10 minute walk oh that's so nice yeah yeah, yeah I am very lucky lots of like blackberry bushes and you go and pick all the blackberries yes. and yes. you make jams
0: and- yeah, peace. yeah. Always oh, making jam. Went too far. <laughs> went too far. Um, and is there like one thing that you miss about life in the sea?
1: The food. Yeah, the and the convenience of it. Um, just yeah. being able to stroll out and just get any food I want. Is, that's what I miss. And friends. But food and friends <laughs> in that order. Um, <laughs> you must get great fish and chips though. Yeah. Oh but. Once you've had like fish and chips a few times, quite like, yeah, yeah. like the novelty wears off. Yeah. But yeah, we do have epic fish and chips down there. And oh, man, I just want to go to Cornwall now. And um, do you like pasties? We
0: haven't talked about yeah, it's popped in my head earlier when we mentioned yeah. Bristol. Because I was just in Bath and there were a lot of those Cornish pasty shops. Yep. We haven't talked about the Cornish pasty. What is the what is the traditional Cornish pasties. Did you eat them before or have you started eating them since you moved? Um,
1: I do not eat them because they they tend to be meaty and I don't eat meat. Um, And I have to say I've never eaten a really good pasty, so like a good veggie pasty. But did you know why, do you know why pasties, like how they started? No. So they were invented for the miners to eat. Right. And they were filled with half like savoury stuff and half sweet so it was like your like mains and dessert in one oh. and you know how it has like that turned over crusty bit around the end yeah so the miners would eat only the fat like pastry bit and like hold it by the crusty bit and not eat the crust because that was all the poisonous stuff on their hands from the, from the <sighs> mine it's like the perfect like meal like what great invention that's
0: so clever mm. it's sort of like having like just, it's like a, a, like edible lunchbox. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So do they still, do some places still make the ones that's half savoury and half sweet?
1: I've not seen any, but <sighs> I, I mean.
0: Because that's like traditional It is Cornish. pretty great. Yeah.
1: It's a great idea. I've, not, I've never eaten a sweet pasty.
0: No, neither have I. I'm trying I to think because like I don't eat meat either. So that's why I just, whenever I've gone to a Cornish pasty van, I've always been like, Potato wedges, please. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, a great alternative. I do love Bloody pastry. Lo- and I love yeah. sort of,
0: like, spicy meat replacement.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've yet to see, like, a tofu pasty. I think it's yeah. probably sacrilege for Cornish people. Corn?
0: <laughs> corn, corn? Corn, Cornish pasty? Does that
1: work? Uh, y- yeah. I should pitch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you heard of um, Kurno King? No. So he's just like this Cornish comedian who takes a sh- takes the piss out of anything Cornish, and he's going to have his own brand of pasty soon. I think I'm going to pitch the idea of like going proper traditional and having the sweet thing, but yeah. also some like proper like um, East London style pasties as well, and go with like tofu in yeah. there. Yeah, and
0: you're going to gentrify the pasty. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's going to be my contribution. Oh my to cool. God. <laughs> Just keep this one They're gonna quiet. They're going to kick me
0: out. You'll be booted out of that community.
1: Yeah. Not only am I German, <laughs> but also not from around there. Oh and my God. And I'm going to ruin the pasty.
0: <laughs> Just didn't tell them. Don't let the Brexiteers
1: know. <laughs> You're going to be on the front page of the Daily Mail before you know is. it. Oh God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for chatting to me about Cornwall. I hope they let you stay.
1: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're welcome.
0: Thanks to Chris for our conversation and thanks to Strong Rooms for the Space. Festerfield takes place on October 14th at House of Vans London and the lineup includes Busted, Pixie Lot, Danae Moore, The Staves and Fleur East. You can get tickets on the Dice app. You can find our show notes and previous episodes at talktheline.blog. You have been listening to Talk the Line. I'm Jen Long, produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. Please subscribe, follow us on Twitter or leave us a nice review. Until next time... Goodbye.